Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchuk. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Every single week, we talk about digital hospitality. That is our ongoing thesis. Every business, every brick and mortar business needs to be digital first, but you also need to be in the hospitality business. Every week, we bring on an expert, somebody that is doing work that we admire in all different types of fields, um, whether it's in digital media, digital marketing, um, hospitality, sports entertainment, sometimes it's self-improvement. Uh, but this week we have a very special guest because I met this guest digitally and so much of what happens in real life. If you're listening to this podcast, we might not have met in real person, but you hear my voice every single week. So I consider us, I consider us friends. You're part of a digital connection and all these platforms that come out, they help us build more deep digital connections that become in real life connections. Just before this podcast aired, one of a guest that I met on Clubhouse, her name is Phillips, uh, Phyllis Strotter Williams. She is the brand barbecue brand coach who was a previous guest on this podcast. I met her on Clubhouse. She has a barbecue business. She is a barbecue brand coach. She had an incredible voice on Clubhouse. I invited her into our digital hospitality world. She became a guest. Now she's down here with her daughter for her daughter's birthday. And her, her and her husband came out to Spring Valley to our barbecue restaurant. And we just had an incredible meal. And now I'm here with you all ready to share another incredible episode of Digital Hospitality. Today, we're going to talk about crowdfunding and e-commerce. These are two things that we talk a lot about e-commerce, but not from a professional standpoint. So we actually brought in a professional to talk about e-commerce, um, as well as crowdfunding. We have a lot of food entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast, and we want to think of different ways that we can get your products to market. Um, today, we have the best of the best. Will Ford, he is the president and co-founder of LaunchBoom. It's a San Diego company, but it's a global company that is certified by Kickstarter and certified by Shopify. They're also marketing partners with Facebook, um, and Indiegogo. So Indiegogo experts. So the two crowdfunding spots are Kickstarter and Indiegogo, but they're marketing partners with Shopify and Facebook. Uh, Will Ford was a host of the two minute drill. Um, a lot of you that listen to this podcast know that I am pitching the Amazon prime of barbecue, uh, trying to raise 5 million and $1 to, uh, build our master smokehouse and media center. Plus our 10 ghost kitchens. Uh, Stover will put a link in the show notes so you can check out that episode. But today's guest, Will Ford, he was up there grilling me, asking me questions um, after I delivered my two-minute uh, pitch to David Meltzer. And now he's here to give us all of his expertise on crowdfunding and e-commerce. Will, welcome to the show. John, thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited to dive in. And it's great to see you again, man. I've been following you on social media as well. And looks like you and the family have been having a great summer. <laughs> we have been having a great time. That is the uh, the amazing thing. Those of you that listen to this podcast, you know that I, I talk about the village a lot. And that's literally because I spent a month in the village in Bulgaria. But because of the internet and because of uh, the smartphone, I was able to stay connected, take the longest vacation, work vacation I've ever taken. And, um, you know, here we are building new connections. And, well, I'm, I'm so excited to have you on the show. I 
I'm a huge fan of Launch Boom. Um, you guys reached out to all the contestants to see if there was anything that you could do for anybody that was a contestant on the show, which I truly appreciated. I, that is digital hospitality. Um, those are the things, those are the principles that we talk about. It's it's one thing to automate systems. It's another thing to actually have people, real humans in your company, reach out and book appointments with entrepreneurs that are trying to do something great. Um, let's let's start at the beginning and give uh, give the listeners an idea of, of Launch Boom. What, what is the company? How about you You give us your two-minute drill? I'll put sure. you on the spot. Yeah, sure, guys. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've built multiple companies from the ground up. I've had some huge exits. I've had some massive failures, which believe it or not, helped me learn and grow the most. And um, I've been on Two Minute Drill, the TV show, uh, last two seasons. It's been a ton of fun. I, I serve as a judge alongside David Meltzer and other um, veteran entrepreneurs out there in different verticals, different fields. And it's just a blast. Like we go on the TV show, we spend a full day in the studio. Uh, we, we air four episodes in the same day. So we can really you know, get through a lot of content, but it's a ton of fun. I mean, we, we meet with entrepreneurs all over the world, Sean being one of the contestants. And um, it's, it's a ton of fun. You know, we, we get these entrepreneurs to come in, uh, give us a two minute pitch. And then basically we give them some critique, some feedback, uh, really just trying to help support them um, in getting ahead a lot further, a lot faster. And then at the end of the pitches, we pick a winner. And the winner wins all sorts of cash, prizes, and even more support uh, to get their businesses off the ground faster. That's awesome. And so tell, tell us what, what is LaunchBoom? Yeah. So about seven years ago, I co-founded LaunchBoom after exiting my last business, which was called Petbox. Uh, Petbox was a subscription e-commerce business. Um, I basically sold uh, toys, treats, uh, pet products every month in a beautiful box. I'd send them out to cat and dog owners all over the United States. And uh, we grew really, really fast. So I started that business in 2013. Um, by early 2015, we had an early exit, which was super exciting, uh, mainly because we grew the business from 1,000 monthly subscribers to over 53,000 monthly subscribers Wow! within like an 18, 24 month period. It That's was incredible. It, it was, it was rapid growth. Um, I definitely uh, got a lot of gray hairs going through that process. <laughs> a lot of sleepless nights just because of like the inventory management, you know, sure. what made that business great was we wanted to create a, the best experience for pet owners so they could pick and choose their products. It wouldn't just be a surprise box where they may or may not be able to use some products. We yeah. wanted everyone to get the most value. So we had to hold a lot of inventory and that was challenging. Just trying to manage a thousand product SKUs so that people had tons of great choices and selections to choose from. But uh, we made it through that. Um, that company was a ton of fun. And as soon as I exited, literally like one of my advisors at Petbox asked me to help him and a Navy SEAL launch a consumer product. And at the time, I just started launching products on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo, Indiegogo in Demand. And I realized that there's such a better way for any entrepreneur out there looking to launch a consumer product, especially like when it's a physical, tangible product that you can ship in the mail. Uh, those types of products do really, really well on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo. And the reason I suggested to start there is because I can't believe that you can take a prototype yes. and you can literally pre-sell thousands of units to people all over the world through Kickstarter, through Indiegogo. And then the entrepreneur gets all the money up front before they have to manufacture and deliver. And if we can drive a big enough sale, or I should say pre-sale, 
a lot of our entrepreneurs have more confidence to place much larger volume orders. With economies of scale, if you can place a larger volume order, you usually get a better price per unit with your manufacturer. So it actually helps them get a much, much stronger profit margin per unit. So it's just a smarter, safer way to validate demand and generate thousands of new loyal customers in a short amount of time. When I say short amount of time, the way we do things here at LaunchBoom, from start to finish, it's usually about a six to nine month process from all the prep work, the live launch, and then the continuation of that pre-sale through Indiegogo on Demand. So I started um, working, helping uh, Navy SEAL here in San Diego, um, basically just kind of, you know, I was in transition after I uh, exited Petbox and I was trying to figure out what my next move was gonna be. And just going through this crowdfunding process, I couldn't believe how fast the communities were growing on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo. Right. And there was no one out there serving the entrepreneur. And what I mean by that is a lot of people think that it's really easy to launch products on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo. And it used to be back yeah. in like 2013, 2014, if you had a cool prototype, you could create some images, create a cool little video, post your campaign, and you could raise a lot of money really, really quick. Over the years, people have caught on to it. So now it's become a much more competitive landscape. So really what we do at LaunchBoom is we focus on everything that happens in preparation for the launch. And the way we do that is primarily through Facebook, through Instagram advertising, uh, specifically with the crowdfunding campaigns we manage. And really what we're trying to do is we're trying to pre-sell the pre-sale on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo. And we're able to do this by building lead funnels and reservation funnels. And what that means is we'll create a ton of content at LaunchBoom Studios here internally. And what we'll do is we'll create dozens of Facebook and Instagram ads specifically created towards uh, specific audience groups that we think are the ideal customers. And then what we do is we spend a lot of our time micro-testing, trying to figure out how to find the ideal demand so we can really understand that customer so we can create the best offer possible so that we can create a ton of excitement before we launched a Kickstarter and the wow. Indiegogo campaign. Mm -hmm. And so Sean, over the years, I know this is way more than two minutes. But no, that, I, I, I absolutely love it. And anybody that's listening to this podcast, I mean, we believe a rising tide. Anyone that's listening to this podcast is fascinated with the thesis and the fact that you guys have built this powerhouse global agency based off of the backs of Kickstarter and Indiegogo. I know you have a whole e-commerce platform. You guys do digital marketing as well. Yeah. But like the fact, like if that's not proof for the listener that this internet thing, this this is such it, this is the beginning stages of what of what's going to look like in five years, in ten years, which is why we're so excited about you know being able to sell food in different ways than the traditional ways. You know, and, and food's a really big popular category, specifically on Kickstarter. Unbelievable. Get, Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's a great place. If you've got a great new food product or brand and uh, you're looking to uh, get a lot of exposure, you're looking to generate thousands of early customers in a short amount of time, Kickstarter is a great way to do that. And I'll, I'll dive more into that in a minute. But really, like the, the whole reason for LaunchBoom was we were having a ton of success, basically uh, spending about three months prior to launch, figuring out who the customers are, how to, how to find them through Facebook and Instagram. And then we'd basically create these powerful communities before we turn on the 
Kickstarter or the Indiegogo yep. campaign. And then when we'd go live, we would have what I call as a launch boom effect, where we'd get the entire campaign funded within minutes with that first email blast because we've already created the engagement. And then what happens is when you go live and you get your whole project funded immediately on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo, the platforms are like, wow, look at all this outside traffic coming into my platform, converting super well. So they start to promote it internally. They do yep. that by giving you top placement in multiple categories, which all that does is it opens up this <laughs> massive pipe of organic traffic that's already there looking for super cool new brands. And the reason it works is because the way we position our deals is we let the backers know that they're getting this really cool brand or product. They're getting a discount off retail and they're going to be the first ones to get their hands on that product as soon as it's manufactured and delivered after the campaign ends. It's incredible. So, yeah. So Sean, I mean, literally like it's been I've learned so much. I've grown so much over the last seven years since we started LaunchBoom. And what keeps me super jacked up about what I'm doing is that my landscape's continually uh, changing. And mm -hmm. so it, it's really forcing us to be a lot more creative, more strategic with how we deploy the ad dollars, how we leverage our audiences internally to maximize those ad dollars so we can drive hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in pre-sales every time we go live on Kickstarter or Indiegogo. God, I have so many questions. It's such a fascinating business that you guys are in. And it's such an incredible thing that your agency does, especially building the pre-community before it even gets to the other community. And I mean, just while you were talking, I was thinking about real estate. I mean, recently we purchased a home, but thinking about our realtor, who's brilliant at digital marketing, brilliant at teaching at uh, digital media, Kyle Kyle Whistle. He's a local local guy here in San Diego. He does just incredible content all over the place, but he promoted our condo that we sold so well internally through his internal communications that once the listing went live on Zillow or Redfin, it's driving all that extra traffic, which Zillow looks at and Redfin looks at and goes, oh, this is a popular listing. Now I, I, they're going to internally pop, pop it up, up, up the ranks in their, in their sites as well. Sean, I'm so glad you brought him up. Kyle Whistle is actually a really good friend of mine. Oh, you know, Kyle go and, look at uh, that small world. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 he's, he's what I would call my inner circle. Yes. Um, he, he, he's almost like a personal advisor that I reach out to as we work through different challenges and phases of growth here at LaunchBoom. So really we've, we've helped support each other's businesses over the years and we've grown a great friendship out of that. Yeah, he's, that's he's, incredible. Well, he's, he, he he was a guest on Behind the Smoke back when I was doing it with uh, Derek Marceau up at Valley Farm. But he uh, yeah, he sold our con usually he doesn't he's I mean, he's too big to sell anymore. But as a friend, he sold our condo and then helped us purchase our house. But the things that he's doing with EXP Realty is just it's fascinating because it's and that's why I care so much about digital hospitality. It, this isn't about barbecue. It's so much bigger than barbecue. It's so much bigger yeah. than restaurants. I mean, this entire landscape is changing and the Internet has made it global. I mean, the content that David Meltzer is putting out on a weekly basis that he used to just do, he would put on a training up at Sports One Marketing that 13 people would come and then he'd invite entrepreneurs if they were in town. Now he's doing that on Clubhouse and he has people in India listening. He has people and that's what's so exciting. That's what gets me up every single day because I get to have conversations with you about e-commerce and crowdfunding and all the opportunities. Anyone listening to this podcast, they can oh. say, dude, Will said something about, about frying pans. And I looked on your site. You guys have a prep skillet. You guys have already raised almost $3 million for prep skillet. And the beauty of that is it's a presale. 
Yes. So now they can place a much, much larger volume order with their manufacturer and they can make so much more profit margin per unit. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and again, and they have all the time in the world to manufacture and deliver. So yeah, crowdfunding, it's been great. Uh, there's dozens of verticals that perform extremely well. Um, I, again, the products that generally perform super well through LaunchBoom, through our system, are physical, like physical, tangible hardware, uh, food goods, um, products like that. Um, I have a lot of people that come to me saying, hey, Will, I want to launch an app or I want to launch a software development company. And those deals are a, a lot more challenging. Those yeah. generally don't check out and work that well. Compared well it's, to like, like, it's like a barbecue restaurant deal. <laughs> like You want me, me coming, me coming on one of those platforms, but I'm also interested in it. I'm like, you know, I'm interested from a theoretical standpoint of how do we use the principles of crowdfunding to help us go and select another ghost kitchen location? Because oh, okay. literally what you're doing is building community before there's a community. So if we have, if we live in East Lake and we have an East Lake fan page that has 22,000 active users that love to support local restaurants, which I'm an active community member in that promote our barbecue restaurants, which is in Spring Valley. But if I can go to them and say, Hey, should we open up an East Lake? You know, how do we pre-sale barbecue in East Lake and then go, Hey, this might be an actual place for a location. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's the same exact concept. I've just applied mine towards those crowdfunding platforms yep. like Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Um, those are reward-based platforms. They're not equity platforms. So you're not giving up equity. All you're doing as an entrepreneur is validating demand and pre-selling thousands and thousands of units uh, before you actually have to make it and ship it. it it's, it's such a smarter model compared to the traditional way where before crowdfunding, I was the guy who had the product Yep. I had to go figure out manufacturing and I put all this money and time and resources into launching that product. And I better be right. Cause if I'm wrong, I'm the guy upside down before I even get started. And right. I've been there before and that's a tough place to be. So what I love about crowdfunding is the fact that it totally just like mitigates all that financial risk exposure and it saves a lot of time and money uh, literally every single time. So where we've kind of gone with LaunchBoom over the years is as we've become smarter with just hundreds and hundreds of launches over the years, um, we've actually built a better system. So we have got like this really big funnel where all these people from all over the world will come into LaunchBoom. I mean, we've got clients in just about 50 countries outside the United States today that use our system for launching on Kickstarter, on Indiegogo. So amazing. It's nuts. Over 50 countries. Yeah, outside the U.S. And so it's amazing. These people come in every day, and they all have these, you know, beautiful babies. Everyone has the most beautiful baby. Right? <laughs> they, the bride, they, the bride. Everyone's a bride, right? So they all come in. They get these ideas, these products that they've really put a lot of time and thought into, and so they all say, "Will I want a million dollar crowdfunding campaign with your team? I've been to your website. I've seen your work. I know you can do it." And I tell everyone the same thing: I have no idea whether or not I can do it. Yeah. until you give me some time to do some testing. So we spend about two months on every new product that comes through the company, literally doing the heavy lifting first for even less cost. So yeah. we do like the messaging, the positioning. We look at, okay, what audiences do we think are going to convert the best? Then we create the, all the marketing assets we need. And then we use a really small budget on Facebook to do the micro testing. And what we're doing is we're actually working two funnels now. We used to have a lead funnel where we just get that email opt-in, people yep. that want to join the community. As soon as they join the community, we pull them into a second funnel, which is our reservation system. This is where I will say, thank you so much for your interest and support. Please know that the first 
thousand backers are going to get a lower price and early delivery. So if you're interested today before we launch, all you have to do is put a $1 money back guarantee deposit down, and we're going to guarantee you the best discount before we go live. Awesome. So the reason we do that is it's not the dollar we care about. It's the transaction. Yes. And that is the most qualified audience you can build to support any launch. We get on average a third or more of that reservation funnel to actually convert when we launch. Can you explain the psychology behind that? Yeah. So the psychology behind it, and we've tested this so many different ways, but where we've landed is the psychology on this is like consumers are smarter today than they've ever been, right? And so when we're promoting these super cool new brands and products before anyone else has seen them, uh, we get a lot of clicks on Facebook, on Instagram. Now, when we get the click on the ad that we're running, um, we'll drive that traffic to a landing page, which is basically like a very simple website where we'll show some more images of the product. And then we'll have a call to action, something like get a special discount by joining our VIP community today. And then what we're trying to do is get people to submit their email addresses, because as soon as they do that, that gets me around spam laws. I can now legally email market back to those people on behalf of my client um, forever or until yep. they opt out. And so the first that's step Seth, is- That's Seth Godin permission-based marketing. Exactly. So step one is let's get the lead, right? Yep. That way we can remarket back to them and hopefully convert them later if we can't convert them now. Yep. Now, as soon as they opt in, then literally the second thing they're going to see is a new page that's going to say, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your interest. We want to give you the best deal today before we go live. And this deal is limited. There's only a certain number of units we're going to do this on. So what we're doing is we're giving them the benefit. We're giving them the discount by honestly committing to us early. And the commitment they're making is $1, which yeah. honestly for most people is very, very simple. Yeah. Um, but it's really the psychology behind the transaction. People don't pull out a credit card, type in their address. It's like an Annie at Vegas. You're Annieing up. Like exactly. you, want, you want a seat at the table, you have to ante. And I want to make sure that, uh, that my deals are going to perform well when I do launch on Kickstarter. Yep. So by doing all this pre-launch work, especially we're doing this during the testing still, by the time I get through that test, we'll have more than enough data here as an agency to show our client realistically now how much we can actually raise on Indiegogo or Kickstarter. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to show all of our clients that we can raise six or seven figures. That's the Unbelievable. goal. It's impressive. Yeah, Sean, if, anybody that's listening to this pot, like if, if just stop listening and go to launch boom and look <laughs> at the amount of money that they're raising, it is absolute and how cool the products are. I mean, you have a product on there, the showcase product. It's you already have $7 million funded and it's only 14%. It's a, it's literally called Lomi. You, you turn waste into compost with one button. And we all know how big of like how big of an issue that is, especially for someone in the restaurant business and somebody that has a wife that cares about our children and eventually their children. And I was just on a farm, like what an incredible product. And the fact that you've already raised $7 million for it. And, 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 and that's just the presale. Yes. Right. Yes. So, so, so again, yeah, yeah. Lomi's, you know, Lomi is a really cool product. You know, like I, I've always been composting growing up as a kid. My parents had compost piles in the backyard, but they were like big, ugly, stinky piles. <laughs> and uh, this product actually, it's a great product. You yeah. can keep it inside your kitchen and it doesn't smell. You dump in, you know, your organic waste, you push a button and literally it, comp it compacts it down much faster into dirt 
that you can then use in your gardens or for whatever you want to do planting wise. It's a, it's a, it's a great product. We also have, um, and that's just one category that does yep. really, really well. So Sean, what else, what also is really interesting is over the years, ever since I started this company, um, we continue to have massive success in the green space. So like green products, whether it's a food product, whether it's a hardware product like Lomi, that category, it does super, super well. The audiences on Kickstarter and Indiegogo, they devour that type of content, those types of products. So can you walk me through, if somebody comes in with a product and they already have an existing Facebook fan base or Instagram fan base, are you taking over their Facebook page or are you creating a separate product category for that Facebook page? Yeah, so what we're going to do is when they come in, uh, we generally use our Facebook accounts yep. just because we're able to safely um, import our uh, backer data based yep. on specific audiences. That, that makes more target. sense. Yep. And and I'd say the number one reason why because you're not in you're not into the influencer management. You know, yeah. starting if you started taking over accounts, do you, do you let them piggyback what you're what you're doing on their account? Totally. Like we share all the data with them, yep. right? So they'll, they'll have access. They'll see everything that's going on. Honestly, being an entrepreneur, it's all about learning, right? <laughs> Correct. So, <laughs> Get ready to fail fast. <laughs> yeah. And so, well, I'm glad you brought that up, Sean, because that's why here at Launch Boom, we started this like test, we call it test boom. Yeah. And it's this two month test period. And I tell everyone the same thing. I wish I had the system 10 years ago. Yeah. I wish I could say, like, let's reverse roles for a second, Sean. I wish I could say, Sean, here's my prototype. Here's a small amount of money. In two months, tell me whether or not I should put a lot more time and money into the crowdfunding. Um, right. Strategy, right. And yeah, if 10 years, if 10 years ago, you could go back and tell me, hey, Sean, go all in on barbecue and then all the other stuff, just get yeah. rid of it. Like cool. it, it took us all the way to the pandemic to pare down to do what we do best. And, and I mean, and you built a great brand, like, like you're, you're, you're famous here in San Diego. Um, I've been to your restaurant. It's incredible. We appreciate and, that. But yeah. like, but so many of the principles, that's why I love doing the podcast is like, you know, learning from what you guys do for so many different global clients is so exciting for me because anybody that's listening to this podcast can apply those principles, no matter what business they're in. Right. No matter what business they're in, like we talk about, and I throw around all the time that every restaurant, every, every brick and mortar business, they need to be the, in the e-commerce business, okay. but how do you get, how do you get there? You know, yeah, and I, so, so tell yeah, me how so, to get there. Yeah. Well, so what would your like, advice be to somebody that I mean, like, Sean, literally, literally they're like, they wake up during the pandemic, like, oh shit, I need a mobile first website. Yeah. Like, so, so Sean, you're, you're easy, right? Because you already have the brick and mortar success, right? You already have uh, the brand credibility, you know, you've got high brand recognition here. In we've the done all the failing. We, we took care of a lot of the, we're still, we still fail all the time, but a majority of all of our mistakes have been made in the last 13 years. Yes. But, but for example, like the reason I say you're easy is because like now that you've got that brick and mortar brand well-established, you know, we could now create a consumer product and yep. call me crazy, but we could call it Cali barbecue. Yep. Right. So now we've got Cali barbecue secret sauce. Yep. I'm just talking out loud, right? For sure. And we can create this beautiful bottle, this awesome, uh, you know, we can create this premium product barbecue that's going to make everyone's barbecue kick ass, excuse my language. And then what we can do there is we can now take that product, that brand, and we can take it through Tespo. 
Yep. And we can spend two months literally uh, building out the res- lead funnels, reservation funnels, creating awesome content for Facebook and Instagram. Yep. And then we can leverage our backer audiences, which will perform well within your category. So it's really cool. A lot of people don't know this. Uh, products that appeal to men ages 25 to like 45 years of age. Yes. Those are the categories that do super well for us on really? Kickstarter, on Indiegogo. Oh yeah. So those um, are it, like the, those are like Sam, the cooking guy's core audience. Sam's a close friend of mine and he just hit 3 million subscribers on YouTube, but he's launched, he's launched knives. Now he's selling pans. He has cookbooks, but he, you know, he's leveraging his influence in order to sell those. He also has restaurants, but for somebody else like us, going through your funnel, you basically put what we have onto steroids. Totally, totally. And really what we're going to do is we're going to take you through this micro testing, this extensive testing process, where when we're done after about two months, we're going to have more than enough data to be like, okay, Sean, this is where the primary demand is for your product. This is who the demographic, this is what it looks like. We can literally tell you like where they live, what part of the world they're in, uh, what their um, median income is. I mean, it's amazing the analytics we get back on Facebook. That's awesome. And then after the test, we can say, okay, Sean, based on this data, it looks like we're getting a strong three-time return on every dollar we're putting into our ad system. So it looks like we can now generate 250 grand on Kickstarter or Indiegogo, whichever platform we choose. Amazing. Now, at that point, the reason that's so important is because we need to know that our agency model is going to deliver a six or seven figure outcome. Because for most of our clients, that's the type of volume they need to place that larger volume order with their manufacturer yep. and to actually make the finances work through our system to make it lucrative. Yep. Now, the reason I do the testing is, like I said, people call me all over, from all over the world every day. They're like, well, I want a million dollar campaign. But the reality is maybe like 0.01% of all the campaigns ever get over a million. A lot of people don't know that. And then maybe 1% of all the gross campaigns that you've seen over the years get over 100,000. Now, what's interesting about LaunchBoom is because of this test system we have in place, 100% of our campaigns get to that strong six or seven figure outcome. Why? Because we're testing it first. We're making sure we can do that. Now, sometimes we'll get through a test and the data won't be that strong, meaning that we can't drive a $100,000 or higher outcome on Kickstarter Indiegogo, which is totally okay. If that's the case and they still want to crowdfund, we have another system. Uh, It's our Academy Accelerator program, which makes it really easy for them to do it on their own for even lower cost. But now we can set their expectations saying, based on the data from the test, it looks like you can raise 80 grand, which for some people is still great. Amazing. It's amazing. But we're just trying to figure out like, what's the best way to direct their deal and support their project to maximize their outcome. So they take home more money at the end of the project. Then when we get through the crowdfunding segment, all of our clients want to keep growing and scaling. And we can do that very, very efficiently uh, through our e-commerce division. So once we get our projects from pre-launch, from testing, through pre-launch, through crowdfunding, then we take our uh, clients right over to Scaleboom. Scaleboom is basically our e-commerce team. And we'll custom build on Shopify and we help them grow and scale their businesses so much faster. Uh, To give you an idea, um, if we have a million dollar campaign, right? Mm -hmm. And we take that crowdfunding campaign over to our e-commerce team, we can usually do like five to 10 million within 12 months of launching the e-commerce behind. Amazing. Really? That's that's why we call it scale boom. It's how we scale. And obviously there's other ways to scale as well. Amazon, retail, Uh, there's a ton of channels out there to scale. Um, but we don't... Well, hold on before you get going. So before 
if I had a barbecue sauce, I would go retail, right? I would oh, go yeah. and have to explain that old process to what you just described. Yeah. Like, so- if somebody's listening to this, I want you to, I want you to break it down for the old way you used to get a barbecue sauce into bonds or retail or Kmart or Walmart or whatever to what you can do right now, the power of the internet. Yeah. So just to simplify it from a high level, if you want to go into retail with a barbecue sauce, Cali BBQs hot and fresh, it's ready to go into the market. So the way that works is it can take, I'm not even joking, 12 to 24 months just to get your product accepted by a retailer. And what goes into being able to do that is you've got to show them traction. You've got to show them that, you know, there is demand that people love this product before they'll even take you serious. Mm-hmm. So, so again, so that the traditional model is, you know, you're probably looking at a minimum a hundred grand or more. Yeah. Plus to, you have to buy the inventory to stock it, right? Isn't that what I'm Costco getting, makes you do? That's what I'm getting at. And yeah. so that would include like your initial batch run that include your marketing dollars that would include you trying to like get out there and, and sell at trade shows and just try to get like people to, you know, acquire the product to give a shit. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And then, and then that, and then you've got to, you know, probably go through, I'd say, you know, maybe three to six production runs, yep. right? Because as you're selling the product, you've got to reinvest it back into the business so you can place more volume units, right? So that you can potentially sell more uh, new customers and really start to build up the brand. And then once you're at a decent size where, you know, you've, you know, you've got, you know, thousands of customers, uh, there's a real demand for the product. That's usually when retailers will even take the meeting with you. And then when they take the meeting with you, it's a super slow process. I mean, these guys, they're, you know, they're, they'll meet with you once they're, you know, that's only the beginning of it. And then by the time they negotiate terms with you, they're going to gouge a lot of your margin yep. and they've got guarantees. They've, they want to, you know, have you on like net, you know, 90 to 180 day payment terms where you yep. have to float the money. Yep. They're selling it and collecting the money. Yeah. Costco's floating. <laughs> exactly. I'm floating Costco. Come on. So retail only really works. Like if you've got, you know, the brand off the ground, you, you've, you've figured out manufacturing, you figure out who your customers are, you've done it through, if you're doing the traditional model, that is, and honestly, it, it, well, it, do you rec, would you recommend anybody do the traditional model? Um, no, hell no. <laughs> yeah. no you, you can't. Yeah. I mean, no. like it, it would be like me recommending somebody open up a restaurant the way that we used to open up a restaurant five or 10 years ago. So a lot of people that will go through launch boom, for example, um, you know, they'll go through a two month test phase that checks out. Awesome. Now we go into launch boom. We'll spend another two months now making the video because we'll use the data from the test to make a much better video script targeted at the audience that's actually going to buy the product. So all so your, make, all your, all your creatives in-house? It, all in-house. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we've grown, man, we doubled our business in last year. It's like Amazing. the pandemic was the best thing ever for my type of business. Any business That's online so awesome. probably thrived. I know you struggled because you had the, you know, the brick and mortar. We actually, we thrived. We built a brand new business. We built a new hospitality business that we would have never, I mean, we were going that way, but this just made us go all in much quicker. Nice, nice. Yep. And plus you also had that brand already built up. You know, yep. people, I'm sure you had a lot of takeout. You know, well, I mean, we have a strong social following. It was easy to ask people to order online, buy gift cards. You know, we're switching our point of sale systems. This is how you order online. This is how you join our rewards program. This is how you order from DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub. We integrate. I mean, we're, we're so forward in our technology adoption that for us, it literally built us a better business and a more profitable business than pre-pandemic. 
Yeah, Sean, that was really, really smart. Really, really smart. Because as the reason we're on this podcast together is because technology is the future. It really yeah, is. It is. And, and, and if you fight it, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. And the and the, I, I think that's a great point, Will. I'm glad you brought it up. I, I need to bring it up more, but you can't be intimidated. It's so easy to be intimidated with technology. But, you know, I have one of my closest friends is Adam Harris. I'm not sure if you know who he is with Cloudbeds. Yeah. Um, but he told me early on, way back before he started Cloudbeds, when he was running our, our restaurant website, that if the technology isn't good enough, if the platform isn't good enough for somebody, an average person to go in and do it themselves, then the UI UX sucks and it won't last. The thing yeah. will break. It won't last. Don't worry about it. Like this is WordPress. I'm going to teach you how to use WordPress. Go ahead and do it. And then, but I've taken that principle to everything, to TikTok, to Facebook, to Clubhouse. Like I'm not an expert by any means on any of these platforms. It's, it's a full-time job to learn just to keep up with Facebook. I mean, to think about the Facebook business page that I set up for our restaurant in, I don't know, 2009, 2010, whenever it launched to what you can do on Facebook now. I mean, literally I could have one person that I pay full-time just to run our Facebook, right? Yep. Oh yeah. And that would be a wise investment. It would be, it would be, I mean, based off of your knowledge and based off and like, but that's the thing that's exciting. And that's the thing that I hope people take away from this episode is like you, we, we say all the time, stay curious, get involved and ask for help. You're already listening to this podcast. So you're curious, get involved means do something about it. Take that information and do something about it. Like if you hear somebody talking about Uber Eats and you have, you don't have third-party delivery and you're a restaurant owner, contact Uber Eats or contact another restaurant that has Uber Eats or that has DoorDash, ask the questions and then ask for help. I mean, there's so many resources, YouTube, podcasts, you name it, that's at, at our fingertips where you can get the information that you need to find out about Kickstarter, to find out about Indiegogo. I mean, literally your agency is a specialty within those two platforms, yep. like so much so that Facebook came to you and said, you guys do this so well, we're going to make you guys a branded marketing partner. That was huge because now, and it happened because we took on, like we were, when I, when I started this, I started it because I saw the void. All these entrepreneurs didn't know what they're doing. They're just slapping up a campaign, hoping they're going to raise a million. And then they're disappointed when they raise 5,000 bucks. Yep. Right. And that's not really going to help them. Yep. And so, so the opportunity I saw was like, Hey, why not build a full service agency that just caters towards the crowdfunding campaigners brilliant. The entrepreneurs it's brilliant and 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 then early on the probably the boldest move i made early on was going to kickstarter in brooklyn new york and then going to indiegogo in san fran saying hey i put my cards on the table i'm like this is why my campaigns are doing so much more you went to the office i went to the offices how did you did you network before you went or did you just go cold i did what you just said i took some action i i, I looked up kickstarter i found i did some outreach someone Look got back that. to me you I used said, the hey, internet. You used all the tools at your disposal. Listen to that. Yeah. And, uh, and I, come on, and you guys, I, listen to that. And, and Sean, I didn't know anyone over there. And they said, hey, Will, we were actually really impressed with like, you know, these 12 campaigns that you managed. And I'm like, well, I'd love to come in. I'm going to be in Brooklyn, New York. Um, let's meet while I'm in town. They took the meeting. I went in. Um, I sat down with them. I showed them exactly how we're doing the testing, the pre-launch work. They're like, well, this is genius. And the reason I call it bold is because at the time they had much deeper pockets than me. Yes. And they could have easily ripped off my model and just said, for okay, sure. Well, see you later. You know, but you were and bold enough. You were bold enough and confident enough in the work that you were doing to make that outreach. 
And, mm -hmm. and it was timely because at the time they were more focused on building their community members of backers. So yes. That's where all the resources were going. So they're like, Will, you're great. We have a lot of people, campaigners that need help. So you know what? We're going to make you an expert. And next thing I know, this avalanche of deal flow came flowing into Launchboom. Unbelievable. Kickstarter saying, hey, talk to Will, talk to Launchboom. And then I'm like, wow, that works so well. I wonder what Indiegogo is going to say. So I went to Indiegogo in San Fran, had a similar conversation. By the time I, I left, it. they made me an expert. And I had twice the amount of deals coming through. I love it. And then that I, is so and then, awesome. And, and like, Sean, to give you an idea, like when we first started, like our first year, we did like 12 launches, 15 launches, right? Yeah. By the time, like within that year, I met with both Indiegogo and Kickstarter and they made us experts. By the time 2016 hit, we were working on like a hundred launches. Unbelievable. And then, and then every year there, thereafter, you know, we learned, you know, we pivoted, we made the system better. We, we grew the team. Um, we're still doing that stuff. And, um, but today we've literally launched more crowdfunding campaigns than any other agency in the world. And I can't believe I'm saying that right now, looking That's... back on the, it's wild. It's so amazing. It's such a testament. I, I'm so glad that you shared those stories because that is what this podcast is all about. I mean, that's what all these tools that we have, literally we have a media machine in our pockets where we can literally get on Clubhouse and connect with the CEO of a technology company that could be the, your primary technology partner with whatever business you're in. They need help. They need you just as much as we need them. And like, once you start to understand that and understand you can reach out both ways, just because you're a customer, you don't have to be a silent customer. If you're a great customer and a brand ambassador, there are so many things that that technology company can do for you that you would have never thought unless you asked, unless you go and show up in their office, unless you do the deep work and have somebody on a podcast and have conversations that you weren't willing to have otherwise. So, so Sean, I, I know we're running out of time. So I just, I just want to like kind of leave one more message to your, your audience out here. Anyone out there that is looking to launch a consumer product, a food product, any type of consumer product out there, and you've been thinking about it for years, you've been sitting on that idea, you just haven't, you know, gotten the courage to do it, please reach out to me. Like, I love talking to people like you. Um, I have, we'll have to do another episode, Sean, but absolutely. I have, I have, I have so many stories I want to share where like I had people come to me with an idea on a napkin. That's we, amazing. We helped them turn it into a prototype. We helped them take it through crowdfunding into scale boom. And I've made dozens and dozens of people that had never launched a product before multimillionaires. And that's amazing. Me, like Sean, for me, that's what keeps me going. Well, for me, the greatest thing that you said so much of that is the origin story of what we talk about, about creating your own media, about documenting all these things that happen. We work so hard on our company, but sometimes we don't have time to document that. Like those stories from all of those people, like those stories need to be told and they need to live on those brands' websites. They need to live in audio form, video form, written form, because people care, especially all these backers, because they're part of that story. That's oh, yeah. the coolest part. It's like literally you guys launched, you met them, you made this marriage where this, this entrepreneur could live out their dreams and launch this million dollar company or whatever that that product becomes and we've like we've done a really really good job of capturing most of that content so one last thing if anyone listening goes to launchboom.com um, we've got a whole education um, unbelievable page. you guys have a phenomenal website like we, like we share everything like like we're all about education um, we have webinars we've got yes. articles we've got a book brilliant 
I mean, so again, if anyone out there listening is really interested in learning more about crowdfunding, what goes into it, if you want to learn about some of these success stories, go to launchboom.com. There is a wealth of free information there for you to take advantage of. Well, Will Ford, Launch Boom. Uh, we're going to put links in the show notes, everything he talked about. Um, I can't thank you enough for your time. I can't thank you enough for being on Two Minute Drill, for your digital hospitality, for your willingness to reach out to all the contestants. Um, I know that we're going to have another more conversations into the future. Um, don't be surprised when I come on your doorsteps with barbecue sauce saying, Will, how do we sell this all over the globe? Um, you guys you guys heard it on digital hospitality first, but uh, Will, Launch Boom, you guys are doing just absolutely incredible work. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, please reach out to Will, uh, reach out to Launch Boom, that's at Launch Boom, and then uh, you know where to find me at Sean P. Walchef on all the platforms. Stay curious, get involved, and don't be afraid to ask for help. Catch you guys next week. Thank you, Sean.